Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, joined by Cedra Sarton. I'm here. You're here. Good. And we have in studio with us today, Chris Woodward. Welcome back to the show, Chris. Thank you very much. Chris Woodward from, of course, One News Now and AFN. Correct. I always get that wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I I usually tell people American Family Radio News because sometimes people always come back with, what's American Family News? Well, that's the radio side of things. Right. So sometimes you'll hear me say AFRN. Yeah. Either way. Either way works. At the top of every hour, there is a segment of four and a half minutes Mm -hmm. of news. So I think if you listen, you've at least caught a little bit of Chris at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I... I follow the bad news so you don't have to. <laughs> it's what I do. Well, we're thankful for that. And uh, we do have you, Chris, on um, every month to cover yes. recent events mm-hmm. that should concern us all. Right. <laughs> well, and, you know, uh, last year, the year that felt like a decade, a lot of our conversations involved the election, which seemed like it would never uh, end Mm -hmm. Uh, But now it has. um, And uh, we have a new president. Joe Biden is in the uh, White House. And something that he's been in the news for a lot this week has been uh, executive orders. Now, he said he was going to do a lot of executive orders on day one or in the first week and things like that. He did uh, deliver on his promise, just going over kind of a short list Mm -hmm. of some of the executive orders from President Joe Biden. One of them uh, requires masks be worn on federal property. So if you go to the White House now, if you go to, let's say, the Lincoln Memorial, uh, places like that, they do expect you to wear a mask, even though the president himself has been videoed and photographed Mm. not wearing a mask on some of these uh, properties. Uh, The White House has given various reasons for that. He was by himself or he was in the moment or uh, whatnot. Uh, So uh, we've covered that at onenewsnow.com. Another one, and this has been really uh, controversial for a couple of reasons. One of the executive orders from our new president uh, allows for men to use women's bathrooms, locker rooms, changing rooms, uh, things like that. So it's a a transgender mandate. That's the term you hear a lot of people talk about. But something else that it's been in the news for is that it's going to allow biological males Mm -hmm. to compete against females, biological females, in women's sports. Uh, Connecticut, for many years now, uh, has had a policy like this. So if you want to kind of put things in perspective, the Biden mandate nationalizes what Connecticut has been doing. And there have been uh, three young ladies represented by Alliance Defending Freedom. These are all student athletes. They're in uh, Connecticut. One of them is in college now. Uh, but they have cons- they have shared concerns mm-hmm. that they lost out on titles and championships and trophies, uh, even scholarship opportunities, because they had to compete against biological males. Mm-hmm. And therefore, um, due to those uh, competitors having maybe better lung capacity, heart capacity, muscle uh, structure, things like that. They lost to them in races. Alliance Defending Freedom says this is not only unfair to the ladies, but it's also a violation of Title IX, Mm. which is something that began in the early 1970s uh, with the help of Democrats. So flash forward 50 years and we have a Democrat ignoring something that uh, members of his own party fought for. Uh, And also, this is a president that claims he is for women, Mm -hmm. and you have 
have young women in the United States of America saying we're uh, losing out on uh, opportunities to better ourselves, get a good education and things like that. So we're going to be covering a lot more of that. You'll be hearing a lot more of that because these cases will pop up in court, uh, not only in Connecticut, but in other places across uh, these United States. One other thing to... um, Watch for has been the president's executive orders on environmental things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, put the kibosh on the Keystone XL pipeline, which is something that's been going on for over a decade now. Right. This thing started under George W. Bush at the end of his administration. Um, the Obama administration frowned on it. They didn't like the pipeline coming from Canada to Nebraska. They cited environmental concerns. Um, President Biden is of the same opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Trump, when he was president, uh, was pro-Keystone Pipeline. So now um, President Biden has pulled the, the permit for Keystone. It was still being constructed because it's been in and out of court for over a decade now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people uh, are concerned that this is eventually going to have an impact on gas prices. Uh, it's going to mean less supply. Um, it's going to mean less jobs. And coincidentally, a lot of these jobs that have been killed now because of President Biden's actions have been union jobs. Mm. President Biden is a big union guy. Yeah. Uh, one of the people he wants at the Department of Labor happens to be a former union official. So uh, there is a lot to cover here. And uh, Lord willing, we'll uh, be here to cover it for everybody in the uh, coming months. Yeah. Well, going back to the the um, the mandate that uh, biological males are now allowed to compete against biological yes. females. Um, and you said that Biden says that he's pro-women. And mm-hmm. of course, he, he I mean, well, I'd hope so. Um, but I've seen mm-hmm. recently that there is a mindset out there that, yes, you're pro-woman. But what that means is you're pro-any woman, that which means transgender right. you know, men who mm-hmm. have transitioned into being women. And it's it's... This is what this is what happens when you're consistent <laughs> with that ideology. Right. right. And yeah. it's it's all the more reason to really read up on and know where a candidate stands on issues. Don't just fall for the sound bites that right. you see in a newscast or hear in a newscast. Actually read up and find out where this person is on the issue. You know, President Biden says not only is he a, a supporter of women, but he wants to be a president for everybody. Yeah. Well, here we have women, mm-hmm. people in the United States of America, losing out on something because of uh, the president's actions. And really, um, the concern as far as men in locker rooms and changing rooms, um, the the big concern from a lot of socially conservative organizations is that uh, people will take advantage of those uh, transgender policies, the mm-hmm. policies that are meant for transgender people. They'll take advantage of that and um, seek to do harm to women and children, right. uh, things like that. It's, it's not necessarily um, uh, Bob thinks he's Jane and it has nothing to do with that necessarily. It's more or less people, sexual predators, right. taking advantage of uh, these policies. One other thing to watch out for has been uh, President Biden's thoughts on life, the mm-hmm. life issue. Now, he um, has forever claimed to be a devout Catholic. Catholics uh, historically have been uh, some of the most pro-life people, if not the, the most pro-life people uh, in the world for a very long time now. Uh, but uh, this president is a pro-abortion president. Uh, he said on the campaign trail that he was going to uh, seek to do away with the Hyde Amendment, which is a decades-old uh, piece of legislation that has to do with banning federal funds from going into abortion. He wants to get rid of that. That's just one thing. Uh, the jury is still out on where he might be on late-term abortions and things like that. And speaking of abortions, I thought this was very timely given our audience of uh, primarily young Americans. Yeah. 
Uh, live action in the uh, last few days, live action, a pro-life organization headed by Lila Rose, they put out a, an article or a report rather, and the headline is Lost Generations. Over 48 million millennial and Gen Z babies have been killed by abortion since Roe v. Wade. Wow. I spoke with uh, Allison Centifante. She's the spokeswoman for Live Action, and she said, you know, this is awful. But when you think about it, I mean, these are people we could have uh, grown up with. Mm -hmm. These are people we could be working with. These are people that we could be dating or married to, all kinds of things. And we'll never know them because of uh, pro-abortion policies from Joe Biden and other people, even Republicans to some extent, uh, since Roe versus Wade. Wow. It it is— it's incredibly shameful for our country to, for this to be a reality. Um, right now, we're working engaged uh, on a new magazine mm-hmm. for the the beginning of this year. This is going to be the spring twenty twenty one biennial. So there's a little preview of yeah. what's to come. And um, the theme of this magazine is um, going to be on how we're designed in the image of God mm-hmm. and how the culture will attack that image. And this is one of the more horrific ways that happens in a very literal sense mm-hmm. where a, a, a person is being just attacked and, and, and brutally murdered. And I mean, over and over, I mean, 48 million, that's a, that's a massive number, but that comes nowhere. That's, that's nowhere close to the number mm-hmm. just in general of yeah. abortions that have happened in the United States since its legalization. Correct. You look at murder in general and you talk about them murdering an mm-hmm. innocent person mm-hmm. This is the absolute most innocent yeah. group of people sure. out there who have not had time to do anything wrong. They've not even given the opportunity to live mm-hmm. and to breathe and, and to do the good that they would have done either, you know, right. and just all of the opportunities just ripped away from them. Yeah, yeah. You One of the things, too, that I've noticed, uh, having covered um, the election in the past year, and really this predates the 2020 election, we've heard a lot from people, politicians and just private citizens, that are of the opinion that uh, God approves of abortion, that mm-hmm. he's okay with it uh, You know, if the woman is going to be in poverty and therefore the baby's going to be in poverty and things like that. Raphael Warnock, one of the uh, people that ran for the Senate there in Georgia, mm-hmm. um, a pastor, yeah. Uh, at one of the churches in the Atlanta area. He is firmly of the opinion that God approves of abortion. But here's here's the thing to keep in mind, um, because I know we get people that are new to us. Maybe they're just now getting in the Bible, things like that. I'm not an expert. I didn't go to seminary. Um, but something that's stood out to me uh, when it comes to the life issue in the Bible is, um, I can't tell you one verse where God says he's in favor of abortion, mm-hmm. but I can point to you in different parts of the Bible where God clearly goes out of his way yeah. to share pro-life stories or to say in no uncertain terms, I don't like the shedding of innocent blood. Yeah, That's absolutely. actually one of the things God hates, right? Mm-hmm. I, in recent days, I was reading um, Exodus 1 and 2 as part of my Bible reading, um, and when you read Exodus 1 and 2, you'll see the story. It's a brief little story, kind of lost in the story of Moses, about the uh, the two midwives that disobeyed Pharaoh's ruling to kill the male babies mm-hmm. born to Hebrew women. Um, and for, for whatever reason, God, the author of the Bible, uh, went out of his way to inspire Moses to name these two midwives. 
And you have to wonder, like, was that God giving those two mm. women a shout-out? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's there's plenty of places in Scripture. Certainly God told some of the uh, the Old Testament prophets, I knew you mm-hmm. before you were even in your mother's womb. All these things, like, you can't find something in the Bible to justify what they're saying about God approving of abortion. But you can find several places if you would just take yeah. the time to actually get in God's Word and figure out where he is on this issue. Isn't there, um, again, Wesley's not here and he knows where everything is in the Bible. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm terrible at references. But I'm, I'm, I've, I seem to remember a law in the Old Testament given to the Hebrews where if a woman mm-hmm. who is pregnant is attacked by another person and she lives, but she miscarries and the baby dies as a result of that attack, then the person, the attacker is treated as if they killed someone, is, is treated as if they murdered someone, mm-hmm. and they are put to death. Right. Well, it's cause they, I mean, because they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so, like, on, it's, it's not uncertain at all um, whether or not God considers a, a baby mm-hmm. at any stage right. um, within the womb a, a human being with full human rights, and the death of that baby is to be considered equal to a, the death of an adult. Yeah. Yeah, and and I, I will say I, I will caution uh, listeners against using or relying on the argument that well the, these these people could be doctors these people mm-hmm. could be the next Nobel Nobel Peace winners who 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 contribute something great to society I mean that doesn't that's kind of irrelevant yeah. it doesn't really matter yeah. because they, even they if, could be whatever they wanted I mean to be. Yeah, yeah they they could be a terrible person to be quite honest mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter yeah because, whatever they whatever they could be they yeah. are one hundred percent. A human being, sure, yeah, absolutely, no less deserving a life than mm-hmm. you or me. And they are, yeah. and they are created in the image of God. Exactly. And, and the Bible even says, "He who sheds mm-hmm. man blood, by by man's blood he shall be shed." Because man was made in right. the image of God. That is, that is why it is so bad. Mm-hmm. Is because man was made in the image of God. And any attack, any 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 act of murder, any any act of violence against that a person is. is at least symbolically, mm-hmm. and act against God. Yeah, and uh, for something something else, I think people maybe not necessarily watching uh, at the moment involves uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. is considered kind of settled case law, but there are a number of states that have approved legislation uh, that has been challenged in court and is being challenged in court with the idea of getting it up to the Supreme Court to try to overturn Roe versus Wade or at least get something pro-life uh, from the Supreme Court. Um, now, right now, we have a, and I'm using air quotes, conservative majority mm-hmm. in the uh, U.S. Supreme Court, but the jury is out, no pun intended, on where they might actually um end up on the life issue, but that's why it's all the more reason to figure out where a candidate is going to be on search issues because uh, right now, if anything happens, and I don't wish anything on any of the justices on the Supreme Court, but if anything happens to the nine men and women on the Supreme Court right now, President Biden, constitutionally speaking, has the responsibility of picking that person's replacement. Yeah. So this president, Joe Biden, is going to have an impact on the um, court issues going forward, assuming there is another vacancy Mm -hmm. on the Supreme Court right now. Um, uh, Justice Breyer is one of the older ones at this moment. Justice Thomas is in his 70s. There are some others. But, you know, really none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. Even the the youngest justices on the uh, Supreme Court, um, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and Amy Coney Barrett, 
the, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll need to be replaced at some point in the next uh, month or year. Or who mm-hmm. knows? Um, so, you know, theoretically, he's going to have an impact on the life issue going forward because the Constitution gives him the power to pick their replacement yeah. if there is a vacancy. Now, there was um, a rumor, and, I, and I, I want everyone to be careful with rumors, especially the ones that you heard at the end of last year. <laughs> um, but I did hear the rumor that it is a possibility that Biden and his administration might try to pack the yes. court. Mm-hmm. Is that a legitimate concern it at is, all? It is still a legitimate concern. Now, he has uh, he kind of wavered on the issue. He was asked about it several mm-hmm. times by uh, some television networks and some reporters when he was on the campaign trail actually yeah. taking questions from reporters, which was rare uh, towards the end of the 2020 campaign. Um, he's gone back and forth on the issue uh, but I would say it's very likely um, mm-hmm. that he will be open to the discussion of adding justices. And when we're talking about packing the court, we're not talking about putting 200 people right. on the court. Um, I, I've had conversations with various uh, Democrats about this to try to get an idea of, like, what's your ideal number of justices? Uh, some of them are in favor of uh, 13 for some reason. Hmm. Uh, That's others, an unlucky number. Yeah, there was a guy. Um, there was a legislator last year in 2020 that was of the opinion that we should have Democrats pick a certain number, and then Republicans get to pick another number, mm. and those people will be added to the sitting justices on the court and have as many as like 15 or 20 people. That's crazy. Um, it's it basically uh, one way to look at it is the Supreme Court uh, when you were your parents' age will probably not look like it does today. That's crazy. I, I mean, there has never been a time where we've we've had any other number than nine. Correct. Mm-hmm. We've had we've had less uh, oh, okay. in our in our in our nation's history. We've had fewer. Um, when Justice Scalia passed away, we actually had eight right. for a, for a period of time because uh, President Obama, then President Obama, wanted Merrick Garland mm-hmm. to replace Scalia, but Senate uh, Republicans said, "No, we're going to wait until the election uh, and have the voters pick because you're an outgoing president." Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we've had uh, we've had a handful, um, and we've had as much as nine. Um, right. Franklin Roosevelt, when he was president, wanted to add a justice for every justice that did not retire by a certain age. So FDR was four term limits before it was cool. But yeah. <laughs> uh, when you really study the history of that, uh, FDR was unhappy because the Supreme Court kept ruling against some of his policies. Mm-hmm. And one way of getting back at them was to add a justice for every person that didn't retire by, I think it was 70, 75, something right. like that, which in the 1930s or 40s was um, considered very elderly. Now it's, you know, 70s is the new 50s. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very interesting and I think um, – Sometimes time-consuming issue, but definitely something you should watch because uh, in this day and age, for whatever reason, uh, the Supreme Court and what they say about things ends up being pretty much the law mm-hmm. because Congress is too busy hem-hawing over this and that and not doing what they should. Well, I think that's a good reminder, too, as to what the Supreme Supreme Court is actually supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It's uh, The Supreme Court is there to look at a piece of legislation and say, well, actually, this doesn't line up with what the Constitution allows. Right. And that's basically it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we've ended up with, for for example, um, the Supreme Court saying Supreme or same sex marriage is is legal in yeah. all fifty states. They're making that was laws. the right. That was the yeah. court making a law when a number of the states, a majority of the states, approved of traditional marriage. Mm-hmm. And that's just one example. There's a ton of things. Roe versus Wade right. is you know considered the law hmm. because the Supreme Court ruled on that fifty years ago almost. Right. Yeah. Well, 
And and I'm sitting here looking, going back to this number, 48 million mm-hmm. um, of our, you know, possible classmates, friends, mm-hmm. and th- that we we're missing now. How do you think that might have affected the economy? You know, sure. It's a great way to look at it. I mean, these people could have been paying taxes. If the moral issue yeah. not enough. They could, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I mean they, right. it's it's mind-boggling. I mean, 48 million people is uh, the population of a lot of our states combined. That is crazy. And they're not here yeah. because of abortion. And I think that's one thing. One, one takeaway from this is that, you know, we're going to have to be the ones to finally step up and, mm-hmm. and, and to do the work. We cannot rely on our Congress right. or even our um, judicial branch uh, to do uh, these things. We need to be uh, getting up from the couch and substituting the time it takes to binge watch one episode or one season of something and, and to, uh, you know, politely, respectfully, peacefully yeah. share the pro-life message in hopes that we can save at least one baby going forward. Well, mm-hmm. that, that's a great reminder, too, um, because, I mean, we can talk all day about the different branches of government mm-hmm. and how they affect this issue, and that's a very important conversation. But there's something else that goes along with that, and that's yeah. the role of the church in this whole deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I think if the church, if we as Christians are doing what we're supposed to be doing in the culture— whether or not abortion is legal in our country, people should not have yeah. a reason to have an abortion because you think about all the reasons that are stated for legalizing abortion. You know, there's the poverty issue, the quality of life issue. Um, you know, we don't – I mean somebody doesn't want to bring a kid into this world or they can't afford to or mm. what have you. Um the, the church is there to meet those needs. Sure. It really is. You look at the list of needs they say, this is why we need abortion. Well, the church has the answer to mm-hmm. those things. Yeah. And I mean, even even if it's just charity, at the very least, there's an answer. So if we see abortion flourishing in our country, it's not as much a comment on the politics of our time as it is on how lazy Christians have become. Right. And there are, you know, and there are people who like to point out, like, Christians need to be as worried about the children after they're born as before. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, I may agree with that statement, but you can't ignore, though, the the number of organizations that are run by Christians, Mm -hmm. shelters and, and, uh, you know, we, you know, of course, and other other ministries that support mm-hmm. mothers and things like that they're out there so right. you got to look for them so hopefully that will help spear other churches and other christians into actions yeah. as well um and i think sometimes maybe even without realizing it sometimes people uh they tend to be judgmental because uh you know a man and a woman uh made a decision to do something and as a result she's pregnant and now they're deciding to possibly abort the baby. Sometimes the knee-jerk reaction is, well, you shouldn't have done what you should have done. To be honest with you, though, we also do a lot of things that we shouldn't have done. Right. And we need to remember that Jesus died for all of us yeah. on the cross because all of our rags are filthy, mm-hmm. and therefore uh, we need to remember that uh, Jesus uh, is here for all of us. Mm-hmm. And one way to show the love of Jesus to those individuals is to politefully, politefully, p- 
politely, respectfully, and peacefully share yeah. the message with them. You know, get into your testimony and look, you know, Absolutely. I'm a sinner too, but Jesus has done this and that for me. Let me share him with you. Let me help you. Mm-hmm. And uh, through that process, you could be leading that person to Christ. Yeah. Now, I, I can't remember exactly the conversation we had. Now, I believe it was on this this um, show a very long time ago. I think it was when TJ was still with us, actually, yeah. Teddy James. Um, who it seems was, like forever ago. Yeah. Um, but we had someone on, and I can't remember. Maybe I'll have to pull up the episode and put a link to it in the show notes. Um, but we had somebody on talking about uh, foster care and adoption mm-hmm. in the state of Mississippi. I, I believe it was locally. And she said that if every, one family out of every church in Mississippi adopted you know, one mm-hmm. child, then it would it would have this much of an impact on the number of children who need homes. Yeah, and and I, I mean I'm sure we all know mm-hmm. um, and are close to p- p- families uh, couples who have have uh, fertility issues and they mm-hmm. can't have their own children who are desperately just they just really really want to adopt. Right, but for one reason or another, there, there's just so many obstacles in the way. Mm-hmm. I mean the the solutions are there. They really are. They really there. are. I mean, the the whole issue of mm-hmm. well, what happens to the baby after, you know, they're born and they're born into a terrible situation. Well, you know, they can be adopted, or we can help that family. Like the 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 solutions are there, and we're going to have to stop waiting yeah. for laws to be passed. Well, listen, you know, um, Fortnite playing Fortnite for hours <laughs> and watching episodes of The Office. Uh, is not going to make a difference in the world. That's absolutely okay. True. I like video games. I binge watch shows too, <laughs> but you know, we at some point we got to get up off the couch and we got to be uh, engaged mm-hmm. uh, with the people out there to introduce them to Christ, to share Christ with them, and certainly. Uh, it is very important for you to be in the Word, to know right. what Christ said and did, mm-hmm. so that way you can be informed to lead those Absolutely. people in the proper way. Uh, and and I would encourage, too, we all pray for missionaries, as we should. We pray for pastors and pastors' wives. Uh, we pray for our upcoming church services, things like that. Also, I would encourage everybody to pray for the, the pro-life pregnancy centers uh-huh. out there. It is not easy doing what they do. Uh, they don't make a lot of money if they make any money. Right. Uh, and the mm-hmm. people there oftentimes are... Um, having to spend their own money to travel back and forth to work to try to make a difference and to help those individuals. Uh, pray for those folks as well, uh, on top of all the other things that you've been praying for and will pray for in 2021. Yeah, we like to talk about activism here at, on AFR. Part of You cannot forget the part that includes you going out and being a Christian in front of the world. Amen. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of the episode with just a, a few seconds left. Chris, um, where can they find you again? Yeah, uh, American Family News, uh, top of the hour on AFR stations as well as others that do air our newscasts. Mm-hmm. You can also find me and all the other uh, folks uh, at onenewsnow.com. Onenewsnow.com. And every month, one episode on our show as well. I'll be back. <laughs> You'll be back. I'll Absolutely. Be back. <laughs> well, uh, again, I just want to say to my listeners or to our listeners, um, this the, these are issues that we have a lot to do with. We need to be sharing the gospel. We need to be sharing truth and, and apply scripture, as we say every week on this uh, on this show. So continue to do that, and we will see you in the next episode next week. <laughs> <laughs>